On another exciting edition of Animation Deliberation, we cover Young Justice Season 4, Episode 12, Go Forth and Conquer. I'm not going to attempt this one backwards because there was a spelling error in the episode title, but we will get to that right after some ads. We have no say over whatsoever. When it's time to give a truly special gift to that special someone in your life, why not turn to a jeweler you can trust? Solomon Brothers Jewelers is a family-owned business that's earned Atlanta's trust for decades with high quality, low prices, and the largest selection. Solomon Brothers has thousands of wedding bands, engagement rings, and loose diamonds in stock. Shop Solomon Brothers online at SolomonBrothers.com, SolomonBrothers.com, or stop by stores with locations in Buckhead or Alpharetta and experience the best. Sing along if you know the words. A one, two, three, it's time for animation, deliberation. A conversation and a celebration of our favorite action animated series. Yeah. All right, folks, welcome back to Animation Deliberation, the podcast that takes action, animation, and cartoons seriously, but not too seriously. I'm your host, Jay Scotty St. Clair, and I've got quite the team assembled here to help me cover the latest episode of Young Justice. I have my stalwart co-host Zuhair Ali. What's up, Zuhair? How are you? Doing pretty good. Uh, wasn't expecting to be in the fields with this episode, but on the flip side, I'm glad that somebody else bobs their head with me while you're singing the song. <laughs> very good, very good. And that person that you bring up that was uh, bobbing their head along is a very special guest. We welcome back Haley Hobbs from the Source Pages podcast. Haley, how are you? Thanks for being here. Hey, fellas. I'm great. Thanks for having me back. Of course, of course. We always appreciate your thoughts and insights here. Okay, before we tackle this episode, we do have a little bit of feedback that's going to kind of serve as our review this time around. It's a very heartfelt message from one Hera JK. So I've got that here. And she says, hey guys, first off, great job covering, oddly enough, one of my favorite new shows, Young Justice. I literally said, hello, Megan, today when I had a dumb moment, LOL. <laughs> Secondly, singing your animation deliberation theme song is getting me through a trying day at work. Now I'm whelmed and feeling the aster. Hope to tune in soon. Hera JK. So, yeah, when I read that message, it made my day. So thank you. Thank you, Hera. We appreciate you. Okay. And we do have a little bit of a new segment. This might be new for Haley. I don't know how how much you've been listening to um, like our Hitmonkey coverage or last week's episode, but we do have this new segment where... Before we get super spoilery, uh, we have you rate the episode on a scale from yeah to yeah. <laughs> so uh, where, do, where are you landing here? Um, this one kind of surprised me. So I'm going to go with yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is that somewhere like around a 7, 7.5 out of 10? Is that fair? I'm going to go with a 6.5. Oh, okay. okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Zuhair, how about yourself? I think I can match the yeah. Okay. Um, there's there's been a lot more build up on this arc than the past yeah. ones have had, and uh, it is intriguing. There is a lot of mixing in kind of the other story stuff, which is fine. But it's like this this moment that they're covering right now is just there's so much going on that I know that the other stuff like with beast boy is going to come to fruition, but like, I'm just, I'm getting a little impatient, I guess, or it's like, mm-hmm. give me more too. of like this <laughs> apocalyptic event happening right now. Totally. Yeah. That's totally fair. Well, yeah. Valid, valid points there. With that being said, I, I think I was probably in like the seven, 7.5 range just because I was riding pretty high after being correct on my prediction about who the narrator was going to be. So that yeah, did I wrote that buoy. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. So uh, with that being said, we can just kind of get into the nitty gritty of the episode. We did, um, as I always kind of like to do, I like to divide um, the kind of stories that we got up at the top, and then we can kind of dive into the ones that interested us the most. So we did have the kind of backstory for Zatara there, as well as the ongoing battle uh, between Child and the Sentinels of Magic. And then we got uh, the Magic Bus story with Clarion, which was absolutely <laughs> awesome. And then the Beast Boy stuff that you you mentioned. I'm not missing anything, anything there, am I? I don't think so. Okay, okay. So uh, where do we want to start? What, what called out to you guys the most? For me, it was Zatara, but let's see what the let's see what the guest wants to go. Of for. course, it was Zatara. <laughs> um, I actually really enjoyed the Clarion stuff. Oh, cool! <laughs> like cool. I laughed out loud when he was like, ah, "Now I'm just a flaming diamond careening through space and time." Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it kind of it lent this levity to the episode that made it a little more enjoyable for me. It was so meta. <laughs> Very. Yeah. Well, we had all that theorizing and speculation about the bus uh, last episode, so I'm really glad that they kind of were able to go back and have all those touchstones. Towards the end, I thought it was getting a little repetitive with them being like, oh, these aren't the heroes I want. These aren't the heroes I want. But it was yeah. still just nice to, we had. We were kind of questioning. We were like, we know that school bus showed up in, episode, in season one, but where exactly was it? And it was just nice to get that, you know, um, re- that scene recreated from a little bit of a different perspective. I mean, it's like we know that it was redundant, but that's also his character, too. Like, there's been sure. so many end credit scenes and so many just, like, moments of him just going, dang it! Dang true. it! Dang true. it! So, it very was, it really was true to his character. Again, like, in a 20-minute episode, it's like, there's a couple more things we could have hit, but it's not like it was unusual for, like, what we would have expected to him. And yeah. I love the way that it started off with uh, Superman rescuing the, the bus off the bridge. Sure. Because when that happened, I didn't realize it was a flashback. So when he was holding up the bridge, I thought of that moment of season one. I was like, oh, bet you wish he had Superboy to help you out now. Right. And oh, then yeah. when he popped in and it was that exact scene, I was like, oh. Yeah, that I, hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was trying to be mean, but it kind of backfired at me. Oh. <laughs> as soon as Connor came in, I knew it was a flashback. Because I was sure. like, well, as far as we know, he is deceased. Womp womp. Indeed. Indeed. And I, I did really love the fact that he called the school bus a motorcycle. Just yeah. like goes on the and show. He spent millennia on <laughs> like, Earth and hasn't bus. taken the time to like learn anything about humanity whatsoever. <laughs> he lacks uh, a lot of self-awareness. <laughs> that he does, that he does. And then when actually that one point in time where he brought himself back to where he had split the earth into the two, you know, the adult world and then the children world. And he was like, mm-hmm. whose idea was it to split the world in two? And it's like, uh, that was you guy. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Any, anything else we want to bring up about Clarion's exploits? I'm glad that when they started it off with his anchor, the neck being snapped, they didn't include the sound again this time because that was so cringy the first time yeah, we heard it. <laughs> yeah, it was. But it was... I didn't notice like all the blood like coming out of the nose and all that this time. I was like, ah. We were at the zoo yesterday and <laughs> the zoo here has, I have a point for this. The zoo here has a new leopard exhibit and one was like eating its lunch or something. And as soon as I heard something go crunch, I was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> so it reminded me of that moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was pretty sickening, but effective sound design there. And R.I.P. Tickle. R.I.P. Tickle. Yeah, I don't have a clone in Kansas. Just want to, she's actually talking about like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we funny. went to the Z.O.O. <laughs> 
Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. Um, so where would we like to pivot now? Do we want to move on to Zatara? That's sounded like you had some interest there, Zuhair. Yeah, I mean, I think our main prediction was that, like, the first three stories that we got, even though it was different narrators, the story itself was very cohesive in, like, how they all tied into each other. So when we were expecting Zatara to be the narrator, it was like, does it does him telling the story fit? Right. Like, the, the theme of what the last three stories were. So it was cool that it actually was his story and his origin as a superhero and what his family means to him. And, you know, they're very... DC does a phenomenal job at just being inclusive, and now we have, like, Survivor's Guild and dealing with cancer patients and the loss sure. of a loved one and, like, adding that on top of, like, the emotional load that they've already, like, shoved on us in the last three seasons. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, again, like, just the level of detail that they put into that. And, of course, like, I got into the feels when they went back to the scene of Zatanna not only having to say, it was my fault, it's my fault, like, don't punish my dad for this. And then, you know, reminding us that she only gets to see him for an hour every year. Right. And, you know, seeing her break down and just like the way that she was clenching her dress and stuff like that. Like, oh, it was so rough. It was, it really was. Yeah. And it, he's one of those characters, as much as he's been part of the proceedings for so long, it, he is a character that we have not gotten to spend a lot of one-on-one time with. So I just really appreciate that being able to get inside his headspace. And you talk about that survivor's guilt and just how terrible he feels about basically abandoning his daughter twice. And he did it to save her, but we've get, we've gotten to see the anguish that Zatanna feels. But for me, it it was, I don't want to say satisfying, but it just endeared me to his character that much more. And it does kind of feel like we're probably going to say goodbye to him sooner rather than later. That being the case, but um, if they're going to go that way with it, I was really glad to get that opportunity to get to know him a little bit better and his 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 inner thoughts. And um, yeah, just with the last episode, learning that he's a, a man of faith, it's just a really interesting character study there, like to be Dr. Fate, but still have that faith in that conflict is just really interesting stuff to me. It's interesting that last episode we were talking about like who's going to pick up the mantle next. Like, yeah, he's probably going to die soon. And like now that we're getting closer to that time, it's like, oh, man, we're going to be losing him soon. Mm-hmm. With with that in mind, um, there were a couple of times that Dr. Fate spoke and I almost kind of felt like I could hear. You can almost always hear a second voice coming in, but it sounded like Khalid's voice. Did it not? Maybe no, it I thought me. it was just uh zatara's voice because okay, it before it was like mostly nomu's voice and his was a little underneath but ever sure. since there was a crack in the helmet like you hear more of zatara actually leaking out and i'm wondering if like he's getting a little more control of his body because the the helmet's been severed now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah oh. zatara also brought us the word of the day Oh, yeah. Prestidigitation. <laughs> I was like, I got to look that one up. <laughs> what, what do you have for us? I don't mean sleight of hand. Ah, huh. good to know. Good to know. I, I learned something. Very good. We all did. <laughs> None of us knew what that meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, well, he pulled the um, the immigrant card too. I was about to yes. make a joke saying it's like that's a, that's a big word for you know somebody who has English as their second language, but. <laughs> you know that is pretty impressive but seeing like how somebody like superman influenced him to be a hero and how yeah. it was just kind of like he did one good thing and it just recognized and escalated and then he made he even like 
went out of his way to make the point. It's like, I feel like everything I've done, every decision that I've made, every person that I've saved has led me to be this person to protect my daughter and to be right. in this moment to like make sure that she's safe. I was like, oh, you're such a wonderful human being. Yeah. yeah, yeah, indeed. Superman's kind of a difficult character. And we've already talked on this show about some of the better interpretations versus um, some of the weaker ones. But we obviously really like this interpretation. And I always really, yeah, I always really appreciate when they um, touch on the like adopted nature of Superman's character, having been adopted himself and having adopted a home. And then as well as the the immigrant side that is there to being an alien. So it's awesome to see that Zatara saw that and kind of use that as motivation himself coupled with the fact that, you know, his daughter was such an influence on him. We kind of talked before how the nature of their relationship before he became Dr. Fate was very apparently they kind of, that's when the show was kind of embracing the young side of these characters so much. And to be fair, she was only like 13, 14 at that point. So just really nice to get the full picture of how much of an influence she was on him. I have a question. Oh yeah. You guys know better than I do. Who is Kent Nelson in this story? I don't know who that character is. Kent Nelson was the original Dr. Fate in the comics or the original host Um, for Dr. Fate in the comics. And he was the first Dr. Fate that we were introduced to in this, this iteration of the character. Oh, okay. That was a long time ago that I watched that. Oh, yeah, no problem. And (laughs) to be fair, they have kind of updated the character model a little bit. Like when you saw him at the end of the opening scene, I thought it was him, but I wasn't 100% sure. Sue's laughing at me. (laughs) No, he said to be fair like three times now. I'm rewatching Letterkenny and I can't like not sing it in the middle of him saying like some important dialogue. Go for it. Don't stop you. Go for it, yeah. Like he's on a roll. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Just mouth it. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, I have a question, though, as well, in um, regards to Zatara. The fire that took place at his magic show, do we think that was just an accident, or did I miss something on screen that showed how it started, or do we think there were more nefarious or fate? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Basically, people trying to influence fate there by starting the fire and putting him on that trajectory becoming a hero i thought that's immediately what a... I, my question was who started that fire we, we didn't. didn't start the... <laughs> um i initially thought uh, that it was just an accident but you asking the question reminds me that they did show kent nelson in the stands mm-hmm. like seconds after okay uh so maybe it was like a harry potter moment of like i'm gonna just throw this over here and see how he deals with it that's kind of dark if that's true. I like that answer. Yeah, that's kind of where my mind was going as well. Because in the uh, in the the DC animated universe, that like that's what Zatanna is doing is she's just doing magic shows and stuff like that. And Constantine comes in and he's just kind of like, "Why are you actually like wasting real magic on these shows and stuff?" Oh, uh, so okay. I, I could see that just being like a recurring thing of. He knew that he had magic, but didn't realize he could use it for the purpose of saving people until maybe it was an accident or maybe Nelson was just like, hey, put this out real quick. Yeah, sure. I I really like the answer of Kent Nelson. If not him, I'm thinking maybe Clarion because we saw Clarion going to all these different points looking for a hero and how fitting it would it be if he actually had to recruit his original nemesis in Dr. Fate and actually start kent nelson on that or uh, not kent nelson but uh zatara on that path excuse me (laughs) they don't make it easy on us with the names (laughs) (laughs) 
They don't. If you or Andrew have some time to kill in the next couple of weeks, you should definitely take like a montage of the school bus and be like, I need a hero. <laughs> oh my gosh, please do that. <laughs> I, I, I love all the musical cues this episode. <laughs> Make sure that we have like an 80s version of it. <laughs> If you guys aren't following our Instagram, Andrew's been doing a fantastic job at keeping up with that. And he had the uh, the the spoiler free montage of the podcast. I don't know if you guys saw that. It was hilarious. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be a recurring thing. So go throw some likes on there if you haven't already. Yeah. Big ups and kudos to Andrew for everything he's doing on the Instagram. Definitely appreciate that effort. Okay. For my purposes, I think the kind of natural point here is to kind of move on to the sentinels of magic yeah okay cool cool so right out of the gate we basically just pick up from where we left off with last episode with uh clarion being taken out and then child immediately just takes out the tower of fate Mm. which is pretty intense they tried to ptsd us with those images of all the kids and zaitana like being like i don't know silhouetted i guess is the term Sure. I was like, oh my gosh, are they taking out like a whole pack of people in this episode too? This is horrible. Right. Yeah. yeah. But she's a badass and she saved them. So Yeah, yeah, yeah she is. Yeah. It's like, and as much as I, I absolutely love her, that's no secret. Like, it makes me even more mad at fate. And I'm trying to headcanon it by saying that because he's so tied to the Tower of Fate and because it is its own sentient thing, like maybe he felt the Tower's pain. And that's Ooh. why, like, he didn't respond as quick as Zatanna did. Interesting. But at the same time, it brings more. It's like, if you're this god dang lord of order, like, you're here to protect these people. You yeah. are here to fight these lords of chaos. Why are you such a wuss when you are needed? Do your effing job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was some of that. I felt that, too. I was like, why is he so, like, he seemed so weak even before they cracked the helmet and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that has something to do with the the host body's like life force because towards the end of the episode, like Zatara mentioned, it's going to take everything that's left in him to accomplish this. But yeah, he has that moment where he's pretty um, bloodied up and scraped, and he kind of does the one over with the magic to heal everything except for the Feta helmet. It still has that crack, and that's when you can tell he's pissed. Mm-hmm. And I have to imagine, like <laughs> later on, when they all think that they're going to take Child out, and he says, "And for you." a fate worse than death i was like yeah that's totally payback for that crack that you're rocking right now you mess up my outfit (laughs) it's personal now yeah you almost Um, killed my daughter but you cracked my helmet and that's what's really important to me as a accessory this is also after like going through the world and seeing these fire pillars in a bunch of different countries so oh, it's yeah. like he saw all this and all these people dying. It's just like, how dare you crack my face? Yeah, he's very unfazed by those events. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, all right, next place. Next place. <laughs> next place. Are we there yet? I'm getting a lot of Doctor Strange vibes with him, too, in which it's sure. just like over arrogance. Definitely. And thinking that they can handle the situation with such ease until the situation comes to play. It's like, oh, whoops, I'm not that great. Yeah, right, yeah, literally, because I just listened to the MCU cast's um, instant reaction of No Way Home, and okay. they kind of talk about that, and so I had the exact same thought. Yeah, yeah. It's like, man, these doctor sorcerers really need to get their head out of their ass. Yeah, a PhD doesn't give you the right to be an ass. <laughs> 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 well, Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're good. <laughs> uh, 
the the other like pretty impactful scene that was born right out of the the chaos that happened right there is when Mary kind of jumps to and uses the power of Zeus to you know try to take child out once again and right off the bat I was kind of wondering the power of Zeus is she like stealing their bioelectricity there like or was she stealing some of their magic I I couldn't quite tell I thought it was their magic Okay. Yeah, the dialogue afterwards sense. was them saying that it's like, don't take my magic without my consent again. Which, like, no. I get the violation part of it, but I mean, you were about to die, so yeah, it was a good, it was a good conversation. I, I don't know. <laughs> they addressed all of that. Like, it wasn't like, hey, good job. It was like that wasn't cool. Like, we get the situation. She didn't have to like defend herself. It's like, I know, I know. Like, I didn't do like the promise that won't be a recurring thing, but kind of needed to do something because we were gonna die as you just said they're just kind of like okay <laughs> Fine. it's all right this time it's all right you're lucky you have a good excuse Straight yeah. Yeah. i have to imagine it's going to come back to play if not by the sea this mid-season finale um later on in the season just because you know with the little bit of backstory we got for mary last episode she obviously has a little bit of an issue with control and um, decision making especially when it comes down to the wire so any... and she might be a little power hungry even though she's indeed. trying not to be right now yeah indeed yeah. what if like she has to call shazam mm-hmm. to like actually be able to face this threat and get super arrogant and takes the helmet for herself just to like bump it up even more but because of that crack like she actually has control Ooh. i uh, want to see it <laughs> i i like where your head's at i like where your head's at I, huh. I do still think that uh khalid is going to be our new doctor fate but i totally be open to the helmet being passed around a little bit until we find the best candidate that'd be kind of cool to see just play hot potato hot, with the helmet quit <laughs> taking the words out of my mouth <laughs> <laughs> H hot no. potato helmet. <laughs> hot potato of fate. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Good times. Good times. So when they were on their kind of like wild goose chase for child and they were stopping at these various places, there was a city that they stopped at where Zatanna noted that the wizard was helping. Mm. And he was dressed in what looked to me like Victorian era, turn of the century type garb. And oh. my first thought was this the wizard that's often connected to Shazam, the wizard that gave Shazam his powers, or is this just another character I'm not familiar with? Maybe because that was the same city the end scene was in, right? Okay. Because they Superman says something to the effect of we can't count on him showing up again, right? Ooh, good, good call. And Zatanna even says something along the lines of like, wow, the wizard's actually helping. Like she was surprised to see him. Right, right. I got the sense that he's one of those. I don't interfere with things. I just kind of observe. Yeah. So TJ, look it up for us. (laughs) (laughs) Give us a non-spoiler breakdown of who the wizard is. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Give it, give it to us all. Make it easy on us. I mean, they do that a lot Um, with these seasons too, is they just throw in heroes without any context. And it's like, if you were a diehard DC fan, you know, if not, it doesn't take away from the story. And if it does need to contribute to the story, they'll give us the background. But, um, for sure. It was cool seeing, um, what was it? Phantom stranger. 
Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Phantom Stranger, like, bringing everybody in. And the Superman dialogue that you mentioned about having, like, a Justice League reserves reminded me mm-hmm. of the um, of the Civil War comic from Marvel, where they had, like, a hero in each of the 50 states. Like, there was, like, a small team. So that whenever yeah. something happened, deployed. So that it just kind of reminded me of that. It seems that they're heading in that direction, like, within a certain country or within a certain radius there's like a small hero team that can be called on if nobody can make it there quick enough did he call it the real justice league reserves is that how he referred to it did i make that up i'll be honest um a lot of that dialogue kind of like went in one ear and out the other i need to rewatch it because i was just so excited number one see jefferson again yeah and then nightwing so i was just waiting for nightwing to talk but we did not get any dialogue from jesse mccarty again but it was still nice to see yeah we really have seen his butt more than his face in the two showings (laughs) that we've seen him fine (laughs) both nightwing and jesse mccarty (laughs) i'm here for you girls (laughs) and guys (laughs) Sorry, I don't do a good enough job at that. <laughs> you guys need to talk about that more. That's my feedback. Fair enough. Five stars, enough. but thirsty, more butts. Let's get that animated thirsty, thirsty, my thirsty feedback. <laughs> I only mention it because I feel like it stuck out to me when he said, but I didn't write it down as part of the quote, so maybe I made that up. Uh, no, I I wouldn't doubt it. but I'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. Um, the pros and cons of an instant reaction. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Did, were there any other heroes? Speaking of Phantom Stranger, there and like the kind of quote unquote army he collected there. Were there any other um, notable heroes that you know you wanted to bring up? Uh, we saw the Themyscirans come up a little bit. We saw Wonder Girl, oh, yeah, Wonder Woman, yeah, and I forget her name. Was it Troya? The one that's like Troya is on the United correct. Nations. And then who's yeah. the? Atlantean representative on the UN was it Garth? Garth is correct. Yeah, yes, so he was also in that end credit scene with yeah, he was uh, yep. with Nightwing with no dialogue. Yep. Yep. Um, let's no dialogue. see, we had Red Tornado pop in. We haven't seen him in a while. We saw Canary. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So Guy Gardner's Green Lantern. It was from the flashback, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it was it was uh, cool, just seeing these people again in a very little capacity for sure for sure any other uh big call outs as far as the adventures that the sentinels of magic went on this time around it was cool when they were on the polar ice cap and they finally tracked child and they all poured their power into nobu it was so mm-hmm. cool even though it didn't work yeah well i mean even child acknowledged it pretty 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 it was a very pretty display of of magic you can't kill me you can't kill (laughs) yeah it's like this just amazing badass scene of everyone putting the power into zatanna then up to fane his awesome dialogue and the sky getting dark and she's just like screw you (laughs) what are we gonna do about flaw because flaw doesn't seemingly have any weaknesses so far he needs a crack like the helmet <laughs> yeah yeah who, who do you think is going to be made the of first diamond one? or crystal or ice like what's he made out of i think he's supposed to be a, a diamond yeah oh well that's he's, challenging then yeah <laughs> any predictions as as far as to who's going to be the first one to actually do like significant damage to the flaw clarion Ooh, he probably has Mary. a couple of weaknesses 
in mind. Mary, good. I like both of those a lot. That could be what causes Mary to, you know, we talked about her being power hungry. Um, that could be the catalyst for that. Yeah, I, I, I like that, but I like Clarion too. Um, yeah. It just says if you've got any predictions, please let us know at animation deliberation podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> All right. So um, at this point, I believe we can move on to, I guess, what got the least amount of attention, but uh, was still incredibly poignant um, in being Beast Boy's exploits on on set and some of the trouble he's facing there. It was nice to get some development there, but I do feel like that storyline is just moving on a little bit too slowly. Yeah. For me, how are we, how are we all feeling about that? I mean, like we see the trouble with work and everything, and the important thing was that like the option of therapy finally came up because even his mm-hmm. boss was like, "We have the resources. Like we get that your friend died and this and that. Like we're here to help, but you kind of need to do your job at the same time." And the fact that they're right. actually going through contingencies and uh, things of that sort, like with the job, is kind of a big deal. But I feel like all of that could have happened in one scene. It didn't need to be such a recurring thing as it was i think they're trying to showcase all the aspects of that though Mm -hmm. and how long it can take somebody to get help or to understand that they need help and it does feel like it's taking a while but they're they're doing it in little bits in the episode so i don't feel like it's something i'm not interested in anymore no, that's an excellent point. Yeah, that makes me kind of eat my words. I'm really glad you say that. It's the <laughs> show has always done such a great job, like tackling issues, mental health issues, emotional issues, with a very deft tone. And it does make sense. It could take someone a very long time to. You can have everyone else telling you or advising you to do yeah. things, but until you accept yourself that you need that help, it's it's never going to happen. So I, I do appreciate that aspect. We can see it in his hero life, his personal life. Now we need to see it in his professional life, mm-hmm. and hopefully. He will be there now, but that makes me appreciate it that much more. Thank you for saying that, Haley. It was real sad, though, when he was walking off set. Like, I think he gave up. And so they're Mm. probably going to write him off of the Star Trek. I love that it was Star Trek. Yeah. Complete (laughs) with a sit-in for uh, Will Shatner. (laughs) The dialogue balanced it out, too, because the the background character, the clamhead dude, didn't have the same dialogue. So when right. he was saying it, it was like, oh, hey, here's hope and this and that. But when he was walking off set, the clamhead dude was like, we need to surrender. So the emotion mm-hmm. of the show was kind of like really balancing out like the emotion that we were seeing through Gar too, which was even more depressing. Yeah, yeah. And then, what of course, the, ho- the Hollywood producer is the typical producer and like uh, we just want to do what's best for the show and uh, you obviously but yeah that, i was like a little angry about that i was like what about your person here <laughs> yeah because they mm-hmm. said it was like 3 a.m like all of them are going to be back in a couple of hours mm-hmm. wow yeah tough times for garfield but i think he needs a visit from his sister yeah oh yeah, they even said it's like it seems like you're a million miles away it's like 140 million to be exact <laughs> oh yeah well i i guess thinking about the season as a whole and kind of where we're getting to at this mid-season finale i guess like 
we'll probably just continue to to stick with this the Sentinels of Magic and um, Zatanna rather than pivoting somewhere else. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you expect? Yeah, it seems like the last episode before their break is probably just going to wrap up the storyline. Mm-hmm. Or pass it is on. the next episode, the mid-season yeah. finale? Okay. Correct, correct, yeah. I I think that's where they're going to go with it too, but I almost wouldn't be surprised if they kind of pulled something out of left field and found a way to cohesively combine everything we've seen so far in terms of like, you know, that time traveling trio facing that uh, mystery assailant Artemis and uh, Jade's kind of ongoings with the league of shadow. And then this stuff with the tower of fate. I mean, I'm trying to think back on previous seasons. It's probably a little bit later on in the season that things really start to kind of all come to a head, but I don't, I don't know if I can say for certain that we've had so many different storylines all going on at the same time. Well, they did it so chaotically in season three. One, True. two, and three. Because <laughs> it was very episodic. Mm-hmm. So there was like so much stuff going on at the same time and trying to. I mean, that's why I was trying to like split it up in arcs, like to end it up on an episode that kind of tied them together. I think this right. is the most like cohesive we've ever seen it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I'm sure yeah. I'm like. Child is doing something that's actually affecting the whole planet right now, where everybody else was kind of dealing sure. with their own isolated issues. So there could be something that happens next episode that affects everybody that kind of makes a call to action and brings everyone together or has specific objectives to deal with. I don't think that child story is going to wrap up, but there's definitely going to be some ramifications to what it's doing that is going to make everybody uh, set their stories a little differently, unless they do back in time stuff. Mm-hmm. I wonder if child will have any interactions with Vandal Savage or the light and how that would go down. Maybe because Vandal was looking over like from his monitor and how earth was being decimated. So hmm. who knows? I'm just ready for someone to take her out. <laughs> Didn't she start wrecking yeah. apocalypse too? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, did we? I think that might have been uh, Big Barda that we saw. I don't. Know it's only a, it's a it's a character that I'm I'm pretty vaguely familiar with, but she's one of the the new gods um, from Jack Kirby's Fourth World. I'm pretty sure it was it was Big Barda there we saw for a second, kind of looking concerned um, oh, when it said yeah, Apocalypse like one year later. Yeah. Do you think there is going to be any reason? Like, is this a big enough reason to bring back some of our characters from last season, like Violet and Cyborg and um, I forgot the Beatles name. Forager. Forager, yeah. Forager doesn't like it when you forget Forager's name. I know, I feel really bad. <laughs> Forager makes his Red name bug. very clear. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'd kind of be surprised if we didn't see them, um, even if it's in a limited capacity. We've already seen Cyborg a little bit and then Violet just a little bit, even though it was just a post credit scene. But um it hasn't been highlighted too much with beast boy stuff, but I know when he was on Mars, he was definitely having like those hallucinations of Brion and feeling a lot of guilt there. So yeah. if that doesn't come back in some fashion, I would be a little disappointed and a little, dis- and a little surprised. I'm trying to think yeah. where else the connection would be too. Cause we have Nightwing rocket Aqualad or Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Am I missing one? 
for like whose arcs are left. Because we don't have a Kid Flash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I th- I th- yeah, I think that's it. In the opening credits, we get Nightwing, Connor, McGann, Rocket, and Zatanna. Right? Yes, I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm trying to think like whose story would actually like tie them in. Nightwing would make the most sense to me, just because of how involved Dick was with all of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and especially with all the metahumans like mm-hmm. immigrating over there. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? We will we will find out sooner rather than later, though. I am sure. <laughs> um, I love this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good stuff. I have to thank you again for suggesting it in the first place. It's uh, been a pleasure to to cover so far. The other thing I wanted to bring up here is so we talked about it a little bit last week, but we've been discovering um, thanks to Jim Brady that our episodes are basically spelling out something. So we knew it was like invitation, uh, yeah, invitation to a party. All right, yeah. So we still just have, we still have the K. We just still have the K. Okay, I thought maybe we we'd have some more. Oh, I was after this episode. to you guys hash that out and know our knowledge is also a possibility. Ooh, yes. Good call. Good call. Invitation to know. I like that. Or in, just invitation to knowledge. Yeah, works on us. Yeah. That could knock okay. out nine episodes. <laughs> oh, I wasn't counting. I was just thinking of words. <laughs> <laughs> no, that works. Because so. there's, what, to 26 <laughs> total? Oh, well, yes, then I was counting, yeah. obviously. <laughs> Uh, good stuff good stuff yeah so uh no no real developments there but i really do like that call out no or knowledge yeah those are probably better than kill or keep (laughs) kill is probably pretty accurate (laughs) maybe maybe (laughs) invitation to kill time with those like time travelers but then i don't know where it goes from there that wouldn't we still need more letters invitation to kill everyone (laughs) invitation to kill child I would accept. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. All right. Um, Unless either of you have anything else you needed to bring up about this episode in particular, I thought um, this is kind of a natural point to pivot to TJ Stafford's feedback. Yeah. So TJ Stafford writes, you guys totally called this week's narrator. So hats off to you. I never expected to get an origin story for Zatara, but I really enjoyed it. Unfortunately, I don't think he's going to survive this arc. Dr. Fate seems very weak compared to other appearances, even to the point that the Helmet of Fate was damaged. I'm having a hard time predicting how this threat is going to be resolved, but I'm very much looking forward to it. I was glad to see that Clarion wasn't killed, just banished from the physical plane and needed another body, which led us to finally getting answers about the bus. I wasn't the biggest fan of Clarion jumping through time and space like he did. But on the other hand, I really love how they tied all those incidents together. That's some deep, hot, wet continuity, as Matt Carroll would say. (laughs) Check out Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. That's a deep, hot, wet reference. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad to see Gar is still with us. I was nervous after last week. But to add to everything else he's dealing with, he now essentially lost his TV role, which I'm sure is going to help his depression. With the mid-season finale coming up, I feel like his rock bottom is close at hand, and I'm not looking forward to seeing what that might look like. Finally, 
For those of us playing catchphrase bingo, Tracy has hit Hello Megan and Mother of Goat so far in this arc. Did I miss Stay Whelmed? As always, I can't wait to hear your thoughts. I'm not sure if we've heard her say Stay Whelmed, but I know she used Crash at least once, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who says Mother of Goat? Oh, he said she did. 13, Tracy. No, like, but what's that a reference to? Oh. I... I, it might not even be a reference to, any, to anything. It might just be. Oh, because he said catchphrase. That's because I imagine that's somebody's catchphrase. Uh, oh, I thought he was just giving kudos for a catchphrase that tickled him. But let's see. <laughs> Mother of goat. Oh, Breon says it. Does he? Okay. Uh, stupid Breon. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Tracy just hasn't worked with Dick that much. Because for a while, he just kind of had his own thing and then just wasn't really working with the team as much. Uh, but she really looks up to Kid Flash, like the new Kid Flash, and sure. is dating Blue Beetle. So I feel like because that's in her circle, she might be taking their dialogue more than the people she may not as interact with as much. Because Beast Boy is like her mentor and everything too, so I don't know. Yeah. yeah. These young heroes that we started out with, we've mentioned it before, but they are no longer young. They've been around for 10 plus years, so it just kind of makes sense that the new generation would look up to them like that. So, yeah. That would be fun to just get on Twitch one night and just make a Young Justice bingo board. Just send it out to people and see who hits it first, because there's a lot of uh, catchphrases that we really can like go off idea. of on that. That's a great idea. I like that a lot. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. Good call. Um, His one of the things he mentioned in his feedback, though, is not being super jazzed about um, Clarion's travels through the various places and and planes and what have you. But it did make me think of when uh, it was Canary and Green Arrow saved the bus and like the one girl actually got off the bus and thought she was saved. But then when Clarion phased out, I was like, oh, you poor soul. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, i just want to know why a school bus has like that big of a dashboard like what is happening on all those monitors for you to just drop kids off at school <laughs> it's hey, complicated they, yeah they live in a world where chaos reigns so they have to be prepared <laughs> for anything um yeah other than that i think we're we're kind of on the same at least i'm on the same page as tj in terms of not being super confident about Zatara's longevity there. Um, but, and then as far as Beast Boy goes, yeah, I agree. Um, he's been, he's been in a pretty dark place now. So if he has to descend much deeper and hit rock bottom, I don't know what that looks like, but it's not going to be fun, even if it needs to happen. So. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it is the holiday season, so maybe they can end things on a little bit of a writer note there. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I think he might be in really bad shape in the next episode. Yeah, I'm just trying to be an optimist. Here. <laughs> Probably not. I mean, I gave my yeah. depressing scenario last episode, so I'll just keep my mouth shut on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, let's not let's not speak that into existence. <laughs> mm, no, no, we shan't. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, at this juncture, I think I've said everything that I want to say about this episode, at least until I've had the opportunity to do a rewatch. 
anything else you all would like to bring up about go forth and conquer? <laughs> I had an oh snap moment about like 15, 20 minutes ago that I was hoping would come back, but it hasn't. So yeah, I got? think I'm good. <laughs> you got to write those down when they come to you. <laughs> oh, oh, you, you were, you were hoping it would come back to your brain. I thought you were just, you were saying that the conversation would go back to it. Okay. No, okay. I was, I was hoping I'd remember what it was. Post it on Instagram when you remember. Well, yeah, I just you randomly tag everybody. Like, I remember what it was, even though you have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll take a good little break before I edit this. So if it comes back to you, you can, you can send it to me as a voice memo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, it's that point of the show where I will give you the floor to let the people know what you have going on. Haley, what's going on in the world of Spark or just the world of Haley? Um, in the world of Haley, I'm on vacation, so it's amazing. <laughs> uh, in the world of Spark, we've been really busy. We're um, going to end our year, our 2021, doing a review and comparison of the Hawkeye series. We're going to record that tomorrow on Christmas Eve day. And then um, we're going to do an end of year wrap up with a couple of special guests. One might be Zuhair Ali. Ooh. And then um, I think, oh, Big news. <laughs> Can't believe I forgot. Brian's like shaking his head at me. <laughs> um, we're going to cover the War of the Bounty Hunters comic series right. for the Book of Boba Fett that's coming out on December 29th. So we will record and make sure that episode drops before the series does. Um, so we have uh, a lot to do in like five days. <laughs> no disintegration. No pressure. <laughs> hey, if you guys are yeah, ever have a, a awesome. slow period again, you know, there's always some source material in Young Justice. <laughs> that there is. That there is. It was a comic line well before it was a TV show. Just gonna put yeah. that out in the world. Uh. <laughs> I'm filing it away. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we've had a great time doing that. We appreciate both of you have been on that podcast. And uh, you can find us wherever you listen to your podcast. And we have Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Very cool. Very cool. All right, Mr. Zuhair, what's going on in the world of Zuhair? Uh, speaking of Instagram, like I mentioned earlier, uh, Andrew is doing a fantastic job keeping us up and active on that. So show some love and throw a couple hearts here and there when you can. Uh, aside from that, next week is the last episode of Young Justice before we hit the midseason finale. Uh, but mm -hmm. Demon Slayer is very active. These episodes are incredible, and we're excited to be hitting that on a weekly basis. So if you haven't caught up, now's the time to do so. If you have any feedback, we're very excited to read it. I thought I had one more thing, and my train just totally derailed. So let's just go with that. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Um, I put a post out on the Stranded Panda Chat on Facebook asking for your favorite animated series of this year and which animated series or movie you're looking forward to in 2022. So if you're not on the Facebook chat, uh, shoot us an email at animationdeliberationpodcast.com. We just want to make sure that if there's anything exciting uh, that we give it the attention that it deserves. Yeah, I, I think that was a great prompt. We didn't really discuss it, but when I saw that you did that, I was delighted and excited. So thank you for doing that. And um, with that in mind, I'll just kind of, I, it's been fun when we put some like random prompts out for feedback. So for this one, I will just say, um, in looking back on 2021, whatever your best animated moment from 2021 was, uh, let us know at animation deliberation podcast at gmail.com 
or you can hit us up uh, on the, the other social medias, the Twitter, the Instagram, or the Facebook group, Strand, the Stranded Panda Chat. That's uh, facebook.com slash spchat. Did either of you have one like immediately pop into your head as you said that? <laughs> it's it's going to be tough not to pick one from Invincible. Okay. Um, that that finale, like really, I, I, I cried, so... One popped in my head. What? <laughs> what are you got? Thanos getting sliced in half. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> I immediately thought of the of the two bounty hunters fighting each other in Bad Batch. Ooh. I love how we had oh, all had something Batch. different. Um, I keep forgetting about Bad yeah. Batch. Yeah, it just it set such a high bar for animation quality. <laughs> mm-hmm. And choreography. Yeah. So season two, you better deliver. Yep. <laughs> okay. With that being said, thanks everybody for listening. This was a lot of fun. Looking forward to the next entry. And uh thanks for tuning in. That's T O N I N. Stay whelmed. Later. Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. For this and other great shows, you can visit strandedpanda.com or join the great community that is the Stranded Panda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time, and remember, stay whelmed. Right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard-to-recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things with a program that complements your regular recycling. plastics can be so much more. Give this trash a second chance it was hoping hard-to-recycle plastics can be so much more. Participate in the Hefty Energy Bag program happening in your neighborhood today. There's a highway that stretches across the 93 days of summer where worship isn't offered to the sun but to the smoking tire, the S-curve, and the spin turn. And if you ride it, make sure you do it in a Dodge Charger, Challenger, or Durango because on this highway, the line's being blurred are the ones between drivers and demons. Welcome to Highway 93. Dodge is a registered trademark. Right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard-to-recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things with a program that complements your regular recycling. plastics can be so much more. Give the trash a second chance it was hoping your hard to recycle plastics can be so much more participate in the hefty energy bag program happening in your neighborhood today there's a highway that stretches across the 93 days of summer where worship isn't offered to the sun but to the smoking tire the s-curve and the spin turn and if you ride it make sure you do it in a dodge charger challenger or durango because on this highway the lines being blurred are the ones between drivers and demons. Welcome to Highway 93. Dodge is a registered trademark.